Hello? All right, we're on. Hello, listeners. My name is Danielle. I, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'm pregnant, and this was unplanned, unintended. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me give you a little bit more about my background. So, um, I grew up in Philly for the most part, one or two detours. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Philly for the most part. Uh, went to college, I went to Temple, and you know, I had this idea in my mind, which I think most women do, I guess we're conditioned to. Um, when it came to the idea of family, I would have my career already going. Um, I would find the right man and we date for a while, get married, um, buy a house or, you know, have a, a stable living situation between the two of us. Um, and maybe get a dog and go hiking and just enjoy a few years of our marriage first and then welcome a baby. Um, unfortunate, well, not unfortunately, but, um, things don't always, don't always go as planned. Um, and so here I am. Six years later, after I graduated from Temple, um, that was back in 2012, trying to find the job in my field. I graduated with a BA in broadcast telecommunications and mass media, and I was looking to get into the um, public uh, public television or public radio sphere. Um, but it just didn't quite pan out, and I ended up taking on um, jobs like in retail or like in nonprofits being a receptionist or a program manager, a program coordinator, or, you know, things like that. And none of those really blossomed for me either. Um, and so I did get this really cool job. I won't say where, cause I'm a little bit ashamed, <laughs> but I did get this really cool job as a visual merchandiser and I loved the job but the atmosphere and the person I was working under um, was highly stressful I mean there were times where I literally went home crying at the end of my day I was always stressed out I didn't feel like I was learning the job as visual merchandiser. I was just learning. I was just walking on eggshells and making sure I didn't piss my manager off. And I was like, that's no way to really grow and blossom um, in your career. So I ended up quitting. And at that point, I was like, you know what, Danielle? Just live life. Enjoy life. And, um, yes, of course, money, you got to pay the bills. Um, so I took on a job at another place. Well, it's a nationwide supermarket. I will say that, but I wanted a job where I wasn't stressed out all the time 
and I could go home and work on the things I wanted to work on, which was which included going back to school for theater because that is my first love. I love theater. I love acting. I I just love creating spaces and worlds and um and telling stories. That is my thing. Um so I started taking classes at the local community college, Delco, and um, <laughs> and I was I was doing that and working at this supermarket. They sell organic food, and it they call themselves your neighborhood grocery store. Blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> so you can figure out what that uh, supermarket is if you want to. But anyway, um, and in the midst of all that, I met someone and we fell in love hard and fast and we still are in love. But Caleb, I know you're listening. I love you. <laughs> um, and we ended up getting pregnant. How about that? Okay, five months later after we met, we ended up getting pregnant. And um Initially, when I found out I was pregnant, there was like this wave of shock for that lasted really almost a month. I had just had to get used to the idea of being pregnant and having my world rocked, really. Um, and then figuring out like, okay, I got to get a ton of sh together. <laughs> um, and so... One of the things I started doing was looking for resources. Um, I, I'm in my car a lot. I drive a lot. And um, and I listen to podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts. And so I was looking for podcasts that talked about this very niche topic, unplanned, unintended pregnancies. Um and there wasn't any. There were not any podcasts in the land of podcast land that talked about unplanned, unintended pregnancies. The, the one podcast that I did find, um, it just was a podcast about birthing stories. And each one I listened to basically sounded like, oh, yes. Um, Stephen and I, we live in Colorado, we go hiking with our dog, um, and when we decided to have our third baby, um, we decided to continue working with the midwife that delivered our last two. Um, I met my midwife through my yoga instructor, excuse me, my, my Bikram yoga instructor, um, and she was wonderful, she was so informative about all the different kinds of ways I can give birth, including water births, and, um, and lotus births, and so we decided to go with her. Um, again for our third and we planned everything out even down to the kind of snacks that I would have at my disposal or um, 
that I would have access to in my home just because we decided to do um, a home shower birth um, so that spiritually the water can come down on the baby instead of submerging the baby. That's how they all sounded. <laughs> I know I, I went on that rant for a while but um, all of them sounded like that and I was like that's not me. That is not me. Like I'm freaking out. Uh, I hadn't even told my parents yet. I'm trying to get health insurance. I barely make enough to like, I just paid off my car. Like, you know, it's, I'm really out here trying to, trying to pay for my life. <laughs> and then to add a baby to the situation is super, it can be super stressful. Um, shout out to the women who are doing it on their own. Luckily, I have my partner, excuse me, my boo in my life, um, who is very much committed to, um, making sure that this pregnancy is a success and our relationship is a success as well. Um, and there are a lot of women out here who don't have that kind of support. Um, not, you know, from their partner, they don't have that support. And sometimes even from their own family, they don't have that support. Um, I've actually worked with a woman who, God bless her, I hope she's all right. But she, around the same time I was, um, found out that she was pregnant and her pregnancy was also unintended. And when she told her parents, who she was their care, their caretaker, um, she cared for them, they kicked her out. They kicked her out and she was just distraught and um, unfortunately she turned to drinking um, and the, the job had to let her go because it, it was just a mess. And so there are a lot of women out here, like I said, who are struggling because they don't have the support that they need and they deal with it in all kinds of ways that are very unhealthy. Um, and I think part of the reason for that, so I'm getting into my next topic here, is because in the U.S. we demonize unplanned, unintended pregnancies. Yes, we do. Um the U.S., whether we decide to acknowledge it or not, it's actually invisible, really. We don't even really notice it. But the United States functions under the guise of, um, and, I, and I'll say this before I go there, um, when it comes to our everything from our policy making to the content that we consume on TV um, to the way we interact with each other, the U.S. functions under the guise of um, Judeo-Christian values. And we know this. Um, and it seeps into all kinds of things, policy, like I said, TV, the way we interact with each other, the way we look at each other. Um, but let me hit you with this. 
Unplanned or unintended pregnancies are quite normal. The only problem is that we demonize them. Um, let me look at my notes. According to the Shriver Report, a nonpartisan research organization that focuses their initiatives on women and families, uh, and it's also a subset of a womensnation.org. Their website reports that 50% of pregnancies in America are unintended. 50%, half, they're unintended. Um, they're so common, excuse me, it's so common, but they're so demonized and are made to be taboo. Um, and here are just a couple of a couple of examples of how unintended pregnancies are demonized. I found this article on the Washington Post um, as I was preparing for this uh, podcast. Um, I want to just give you a little background about the author of the article. His name is Christopher Ingram, graduate of Cornell. University with a BA in religious studies uh, with a particular particular interest. This is straight from their website from his, on his bio uh, with a particular interest in gun policy, drug policy. He is from Lake Falls, Minnesota. I don't know about Minnesota like that, but I don't imagine there was a whole lot of people who came out in droves and supported um, Hillary, Obama, or Bernie, just saying. Um, anyway, the headline of this article written by Christopher Ingram reads, Unplanned Pregnancies Cost Taxpayers $21 billion a Year. Okay, so here we have, um, fear-mongering going on with this huge number, $21 billion, um, and it's costing the taxpayer, okay, each, and it's each year, you know, that's, a, that's adding up. Who are the taxpayers? Who are the taxpayers? Let's look at that, looking at my notes. 47% of the U.S. workforce is made up by women, according to the DOL, Department of Labor website, okay? And that number is increasing. We are, we're at work, okay? We're at work. A lot of us have families. So if you're talking about, and and I have to say this too, the this 47%, it doesn't just, um, it doesn't just include women who work in the corporate world. It includes women who are cashiering at supermarkets. It includes women, excuse me, who work in at McDonald's. It includes women who are doing sales at Lord and Taylor. Women are working all over the U.S. in all kinds of jobs. So we are we're paying for. We're paying for our unintended pregnancies, our unplanned pregnancies. Um, it's not like women who are recipients of Medicaid for their unplanned pregnancies or recipients of SNAP or TANF don't get taxed. They get taxed. So 
who who is reading this article who is this article meant for who is that article meant to scare who was that article meant to shape the voting ideas of you have to ask these questions you have to um because otherwise you will just be shaped and influenced by these unseen forces who are or um unchallenged forces who claim they have all the answers and want to scare you and want to move you in a different direction shift you in a direction um that might actually um have unintended or unplanned effects on you you know there's a lot of people out here voting against their own interests because they don't have all the facts they get scared into thinking into a certain way um so let me get back into uh a questioning that headline there um so yes 47 percent of the women are making up the U.S. workforce, and like I said, that number is increasing. Also, um, the CDC, which is the Center of Disease Control, says that black women are experiencing unplanned pregnancies more than any other group. So it might seem like, you know, if you are thinking about that headline that I just mentioned, $21 billion, going into paying for unplanned pregnancies each year uh, and it's costing the taxpayer and then you also add what the CDC is saying about black women experiencing unplanned pregnancy more than any other group it might reinforce that idea of the welfare queen in one's mind but let me say this though we're the most educated group in the U.S. right now hold up we are we're the most educated group in the U.S. right now. We're also the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs. So despite the single mom, and despite the single mom, baby mama, welfare queen stereotypes, we're co-parenting and we're getting married and we're having families. But regardless of that, even if we're not, it looks like black women are paying for their own for are footing the own bill of their own pregnancies for real for real we're getting taxed for it and the money that we don't get taxed it goes back into our kids mouths we have always been running our households we always have um not all not on purpose you know that's a whole nother podcast the I have to I guess I have to do a podcast about the history of black single womanhood, black single mommyhood. Um that's another podcast though. But like I like I was saying, um black women, yes, we are experiencing unplanned pregnancies more than any other group, but we're also the most educated, we're the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs. Um and we are running our households. So you can miss me with that bull. Um, so that's just one example of how um, unplanned pregnancies are demonized. We are looked at as the the welfare 
queens or we're just sucking up resources and and all this stuff like that. And we're not. We are footing the bill. We are footing the bill. Okay, example number two. Excuse me. Oh, man, indigestion. Pregnant mamas, I know you know about that. We're going to talk about that on another another podcast. <laughs> um, okay, so example number two of how unplanned pregnancies are demon. Well, I won't say demonized in this way, but the only times I've ever seen unplanned pregnancy or single mommying being showed in a cool or funny or relatable way is... On the last season of Girls, when Lena Dunham's character gets knocked up by some rando surf instructor, um, that that's one example of the only time I've ever seen uh, ever seen unplanned pregnancy or um, unintended pregnancy being looked at as cool or funny or relatable. And the only other time I've ever seen it is on this new show that Showtime has called Smilf. That's it. Um, first of all, unplanned pregnancy, unintended pregnancy, single mommying is not highlighted in media at all because, like I said, America operates under this invisible guise of um, Judeo-Christian values. It shapes everything. It shapes everything. Um, and so that's why we don't see it. That's why we don't see it. Um, what single mommying says is that there is no man leading my household. And that goes against Judeo-Christian value. Judeo-Christian value says a man is at the head. That's part of the reason why we've only seen male presidents. If you think of the U.S. as a family household, a man is supposed to be at the head of the household, not a woman. That's why people are in uh, intrinsic people. That's why people were intrinsically against voting for Hillary. I'm not gonna say that I was I was all about getting Hillary in office. I had a different set of qualms with her. Um, I was definitely feeling the burn, but do I want a woman president? Hell yes. I would love to see Maxine Waters run. I would love to see um, Elizabeth Warren run. I would love to see more women running, spearheading public office. I would love it. Um, so anyway, like I was saying, Single mommying is only cool when I guess, well, this is, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to go there. It looks to me like the only time single mommying is cool is when white women are doing it on TV and that's it. Outside of that, um, if you're black, if you're Latino, you're not cool. Um, there is a certain level of despise for us. Um, we're looked at as like we're sucking up resources or we're just taking handouts and we're not lifting ourselves by our bootstraps and 
getting out there and um, and making something of ourselves, even though we are, we are. Um, yeah, like right now, there's some chick that Kanye West just validated name Owens, last name Owens. She's a black woman, and she's she's definitely speaking from the sunken place and parading it around. Um, and she's saying things like black, black, black people need to wake up. Black people need to stop taking handouts. We're not taking handouts. What the, what are you talking about? Most of her, her white cohorts who are listening to her blasphemy are the ones taking handouts. White people are the biggest recipients of social welfare programs. Not us. Not us. Stop talking about us like that. Keep our names out of our mouths. Seriously. <laughs> um, but look, social welfare programs are not a problem. They're not the they're not the problem. <sighs> That's another podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> um I have another example. Third example of the ways in which um unplanned pregnancies and unintended pregnancies are demonized um is through policy and big pharma you have lawmakers who try to pin um the cause of rising taxes on poor people um single mothers um yeah and minorities and that is not the case um because we foot the bill not just black people not just latina people latinos latinx excuse me but we the people period foot the bill for not just larger scale issues like war oil trade etc we foot the bill for the livelihoods of the people we quote i mean um we foot the bill for the livelihoods of the people that we put into office our air quotes vote into office um we also foot the bill for the ways in which they manipulate voting outcomes through zoning and gerrymandering we foot the bill for that so we foot the bill for um voting outcomes that we may or may have not even wanted in the first place how about that um, and then I also mentioned Big Pharma because, you know, I need to do more research as, as far as why um, we don't foot the bill. I don't, I don't know, actually. I need to do more research about Big Pharma and if they get any sort of taxpayer kickbacks from the government. But, um... Oh, I'm sorry. You know what? Going back to policy, like I was saying, um, I just want to bring that point full circle. So, like I said, lawmakers like to pinpoint or um, 
uh, yeah, pinpoint the 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 cost of rising taxes on minorities, single moms, and um, poor people in general. When that's not the case, we foot the bill for that. We pay for that, and we pay for their livelihood. And I'm have to add, we pay for their access to pristine healthcare benefits. Oh, what? They get access to like VIP level of healthcare. Okay. And we pay for that. Our taxes pay for that. Um, but they want to blame us so that we, again, this is all about shifting thought shaping thought as long as we don't know that um we're not gonna say much about it and then they can keep going on and on living their lives making policies that only uh serve them and uh it goes unchallenged and then we keep voting them into office air quotes around the voting because they're gerrymandering and zoning mm-hmm. um and I also, okay, so yes, that's what was, that was the other thing. So I, I was just watching, I was watching an interview on YouTube and um, there was a commercial that came on and it was for um, birth control that you insert in your arm, birth control for women that you insert in your arm and the slogan was like, arm up, it's my body, my choice, I arm up. And, and I make the choice. I decide when it's right for me to get pregnant. That's all well and good. It's the responsible thing to do. I personally never liked birth control. And this is my first time ever being pregnant. I've been sexually active since I was 18. So I think I did a pretty good job without birth control. Just saying. Um, yeah, just, I just always had a condom put it on put on the raincoat okay otherwise you ain't getting any and that was that was my mode of contraception and that's all well and good everybody has the their own way that they want to do things and that's fine um so for women who who decide they want to arm up perfect good go ahead girl but what I would like to challenge people in general to think about is why is it that there's such an investment in birth control and not fertilization control for men? What do we sell to men? Erectile dysfunction medication so they can get it up and have sex. And ejaculate without consequence as long as we have birth control um how come they can't get some sort of like spermicidal injection put into them why don't we have fertilization control so i think that with the with this um push and normalizing of birth control and there isn't the option or an alternative for men to um, sort of control 
um, their bodily functions as far as reproduction um, in a way that inadvertently um, demonizes unplanned pregnancy and unintended pregnancy because now the woman is seen as irresponsible. Um, and it leaves the man out the picture. It's not like she just like flipped a switch in her vajayjay and became pregnant. There was a man that had to be involved to get her pregnant. And it leaves the man out of the picture. It it doesn't um, allow for men. It, it allows men to escape consequence of their actions. So to wrap this all up, the three ways in which unplanned and unintended pregnancies are demonized are through media in two ways. Um, you have media um, or shape thought shifters or uh, who want people to think that unintended pregnancies are costly. They're costing the taxpayer. Um, and uh, the second way, which is through media, is that the only time single mommying or unintended or unplanned, unplanned pregnancy is cool is if you uh, cool, funny, or relatable is if you're a white woman. Otherwise, you're just seen as a welfare queen recipient, and you suck. Um, and the third way is through policy and pharma. And that's, that's my point of view on that. Um, feel free to challenge me. I love that. Um, yeah. So for women out here who are looking for a resource, um, who are looking to just cut the noise um, and, and get on board with this mommy shit, um, I want to... I want to introduce you to this book that I got called Oops, How to Rock the Mother of All Surprises. It's by uh, Jezebel contributor Tracy Moore. It's a positive guide to your unexpected pregnancy. Um, so far, I'm about halfway through the book. Um, no, I say a third through the book, third of the way through the book. And um, I have to say so far, there are parts of it where I'm kind of like, da, 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 okay, maybe, that may not apply to me, but there are a lot of points in here that are, that make me feel like, all right, I got this. Um, one of them being this quote, I'm going to um, read this line to you right here. Though this news was unexpected, it was not unwelcome. Um... Another point, which another point in the book, which I was like, hallelujah about is, um, it's right here where she says, what's more, um, when she talks about like the information that she was trying to find about unplanned pregnancy or unintended pregnancy and like how to deal and navigate through it. Um, she said that, uh, 
unplanned pregnancies were in the way in which they were written about or the way in which the information about unplanned pregnancy was um, presented. Uh, unplanned pregnancies seem so academic, so antiseptic, and so religious. Um, and I have to say I agree. Um, you know, like I said, I know that I sort of reenacted this, like, uh, the mommies who have it together and they live this sort of aspirational lifestyle where they only shop at farmer's markets and, um, they do, they have time to do yoga. Um, you know, that's not quite my life. I would like that. That's what I aspire towards, but that's not quite my life. Um, so the other resources that I found sounded like what um, Tracy Moore is saying they sounded academic, antiseptic, and so religious. Um, it wasn't just like, here are some tips. Here are the resources. Girl, you got this. Um, I only found a couple of resources, like a couple of um, pages like that online. Um, and so this book really is a reference guide for for women, I I believe this book is a great reference guide. It's a great starting point um, if you are experiencing unplanned pregnancies or uh, unplanned pregnancy or unintended pregnancy. Um, I'm trying to find, because I have tabs and notes written in here. Oh, one thing that I love that she says, so she has like these um, question and answer sort of sections of the book. Um, and one question is, I have a full and interesting life. How ever will I make room for this baby? And the first line in her answer says, you'll do it gradually, just like your body gradually makes room for a baby to grow. And I just love that because, uh, and she keeps it real too. Um, she says, am I going, the question is, am I going to hate being a mother? Because what if I hate it and then I can't take it back? And she says, in the last line of that question, it will on occasion suck very large balls. <laughs> but even those balls will taste just like ice cream, if that makes sense. So, you know, there are times where she's she's being your cheerleader, but at the same time, she's keeping it funky. And I really, really appreciate that. So I would highly recommend this book as a starting point. Um... If you're just finding out that you're pregnant, um, because like I said, it will be, if you don't have anybody else in the world right now, this book will be your cheerleader and your guide. Um, and I think you'll appreciate it. Um, yeah, so, and I don't know, I guess I, this is the end of episode one of Fucked I'm Pregnant. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm really proud of myself because I've been trying to do this podcast for like a week, <laughs> more than that, really. And um, I, I is either I haven't been able to do it or when I try to sit down and do it and record it, something goes wrong. I have a hard time trying to set up my little podcast situation. Um, but you know what? Today I just decided I'm going to do it. I'm sitting on my bed in the midst of a ton of unfolded laundry um, 
I still got to call and make an appointment with um, the birthing center that I want to um, give birth at. So, um, oh, by the way, and I'm late on doing it because I found out I was pregnant at like eight or nine weeks and now it's 15 weeks. Like I said, it took me a long time to just get my head around the fact that I was pregnant. Um, then it was, you know, sort of like this unraveling between my, my boo and I, my, my boyfriend and I, um, where we were getting our heads around the shock of it. And then once that happened, um, I told my parents, I was nervous as fuck about that. I was so nervous about that. Um, and I have to say, I do have residual nervousness about, or, um, I do have, um, yeah, nervousness about like what the rest of my family will say. Um, but at this point, I'm just so, it's just so out in the open for me in my everyday life. Like I've told my friends um, that I, I don't really care as much anymore it doesn't um it doesn't bring me as much anxiety when I think about telling my family so they'll probably hear this podcast (laughs) and um yeah I I hope they'll be supportive but if not it's all good it's all good because I'm not thinking about nobody else but the person that I have growing inside me and you'll if you're not at that point, you will get to that point. And I also want to say this, um, since this is the first episode in the opening episode, um, there's a high percentage of pregnancies. I can't remember the exact number, but there is a high percentage of pregnancies, uh, unintended and unplanned pregnancies that end in abortions. Um, and I really want to h- highlight that too. Um, I don't want to leave that out. Um, and I want women, to, more women to share their stories about unintended pregnancy as well as their stories of unintended pregnancies. Excuse me, let me back that up. Okay, I want women to, I, to tell their stories about unintended pregnancies that were actually carried out all the way to birth and they gave birth to a live baby or... And I want women to tell their stories about um, their unintended pregnancies that ended in abortion. They terminated it, whether it's for dire medical need, a situation like it was going to be a high-risk pregnancy that would have been a danger to the mother, or it just wasn't their time and they decided, you know what, this isn't for me right now and I I need to end this. and I want more women to come out and talk about it because um, we are living in a climate right now and I'm not trying to, you know, I hate fear mongering. Um, I'm, you know, I'm more of a spiritual person. I try to keep myself spiritually aligned. But for people who are like that, we also need to acknowledge the fact that we are living in a world right now where um, our rights are being in um infringed upon uh they are encroaching on our freedoms um you know you have people who are shutting down facilities like unplanned I mean um, Planned Parenthood um which not only provide uh 
abortion services, but they also provide OBGYN services for women who cannot afford it or maybe don't have access to health care and things of that nature. Um, and we need those, we need those um, organize. we need those organizations. Um, and then you have people, out, um, I, I think I just heard a story, I don't have all the details on it, but um, I'm not saying that all unplanned, uh, all mothers who are experiencing unplanned pregnancy will probably um, apply for programs like SNAP or TANF or, um, or food stamps. But I thought I just heard a story that um, they are going to start drug testing food stamp recipients. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, these people who are making our laws, like, they technically are food stamp recipients from us because we pay for their salaries. We pay for their livelihoods. They're the real welfare queens. But they want to drug test us. But we know that rich people like doing drugs. We know, we know that they have a drug problem. They're the ones on opioids. They're the ones, you know, recreationally doing whatever that they do. We are working. We are trying to provide for our families. What's wrong with a little marijuana at the end of our day? You know, it's a lot to think about. But, you know, but I, I, I am assuming, I need to do more research on this, but I'm assuming that People who are receiving um, food stamps are probably single moms. Are probably single moms. So here we are again attacking our mothers. It's not okay. It's not okay. When when single moms are, you know, even though they're receiving a little help, they're still working. They're still working. They're not just sitting at home all day. They're working, and out of their paychecks, they're paying taxes. They are paying taxes. We are working. We make up 47, about half of the U.S. labor force. We're contributing. We're doing our part. Fuck off. Thank you. All right, so that concludes. Wow, this is 46 minutes. Um, <laughs> that concludes the very first episode of Fuck, I'm Pregnant. Um, tweet about it. I'm going to put this on SoundCloud. I hope you like it. Comment. Um, let's get a conversation going about it. And, um, if you're in the city, I'll see you around. Um, you can hit me on social media at, um, on Instagram at the Danielle Experiment. I'll put a link there on my SoundCloud. And, um, yeah. Peace to y'all. Fuck, I'm pregnant. <laughs>